Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. We're rolling, we're rolling with the season, we're rolling with the winds, we're rolling with the podcast. This week, no different. We've got kicker Kaimi Fairbairn. He's got some history with Marcus Mariota, who should be starting on Monday night against the Texans on Monday Night Football. And then we check in with our good friend Jim Wyatt, who used to cover the team for the Tennessean, now does it for TitansOnline.com. We find out what's going on with the Titans this season. Are they good? Are they bad? They've uh, had some big wins. They've had some big losses. And we sort of get into the nitty-gritty of this team, especially since a lot's changed since that Week 2 matchup when the teams first faced each other. Uh, but first, let's talk about Bose Quiet Comfort 35 Headphones 2. They'll be there to block out your distractions, help you focus on what matters most. So if you want to concentrate on your music, your work, whatever you're working on, QC35 Wireless Headphones 2 by Bose. You can learn more at Bose.com slash Texans. Bose, the exclusive sound of the Houston Texans. And if you're out and about, check out Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. Their new food truck is custom designed to bring you your steak burgers, fries, frozen custard, everything you need and want to your event. I know everyone's had turkey on Thanksgiving, so maybe you want a break. Maybe you want some steak burgers. Freddy's original double steak burger is a real game changer. All right, let's get into the podcast. Kaimi Fairbairn, he actually leads the league heading into week 11. Most field goals kicked, most field goals attempted. Uh, The Texans have scored quite a few points off of his leg this year, and uh, we'll get into that right now. Kaimi Fairbairn on the Deep Slant Podcast. Through Week 11, the leader in field goals made and attempted. You've done you've done a lot of kicking this year, Kaimi, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, we're winning games, so, you know, usually that goes hand-in-hand with kicking a lot. So, you know, hopefully we can keep this going. You've had a couple of really stressful situations where last-second field goals. Uh, Kareem Jackson called the walk-off kick to win the game. I imagine that's got to be a pretty special feeling. Do you prepare any differently for those kicks than any of the other ones throughout the course of a game? No, actually, that's what's great about it. Those type of situations, I try to keep uh, everything the same. You know, um, try to go through my routine, my technique, and, um, you know, treat it like I do in practice. You know, you try to put yourself in those um, heavy pressure situations during practice, um, kind of build to that, and then when it comes to the game time, you're ready. It seems like that's something Bill O'Brien practices a lot, situational football. How different does he make those situations for field goals for you guys? Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's been great for us, uh, for me, especially, you know, trying to trying to build that in the off season, just like being ready for those situations. And um, when it came to game time, um, it paid off. And then this year, it seems like there's a completely different attitude as far as special teams, especially with Brad Seeley and Tracy Smith. No doubt. The special teams have a little bit of a swagger, don't they? Yeah, it's actually very exciting. Um, Fun to see. A lot of guys are pumped about special teams. And, um, you know, it's a big part of the game. And we got a great set of guys who, um, you know, put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, you got a lot of guys that you've added in the off season, and then new return man DeAndre Carter mm-hmm. joins the team. How easy or hard is it for a guy to come in? He came in before the bye week; nobody was even really here, yeah. and then he started in that game or played in that game against Washington. Returned a kickoff, returned a punt. Is it easier or harder for a kick returner to do that? Um, you know, with the guys we got blocking, uh, you know, it makes it easier on him. But, you know, what I always say is if you're good, you're good. So, um, and I think he's he's one of the good ones. So to put him back there, um, you know, with our blockers and our, uh, 
our effort on special teams, I think we do really well together. I've heard that Brad Seeley and Tracy Smith sort of have like this yin and yang way of coaching. Like one's sort of, you know, Brad Seeley is like the older type, but they're, they're, and, and Tracy's a little bit younger, but they've worked together for a long time. What, yeah. what are they both like and, and how do they sort of divide up the responsibilities? Yeah, they're a great team. Um, I learned a lot from them so far, both of them. Um, and, you know, they bring different things to the game to for me mentally. Um, you know, they try to keep me sharp um, and, you know, I've learned a lot from both of them. All right. On Monday night, you guys face Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. likely with the Titans. You didn't face him the first time around. You and Marcus, you guys both obviously from Hawaii. Right. But you've had a little bit of a relationship with him dating back to high school, right? Yeah, we uh, go back to soccer days. Um, we both played soccer together. Uh, we were always rivals, uh, believe it or not. Um, he was rival soccer team. Uh, rival high school so and then actually rival in college too going to Oregon I went to UCLA so kind of interesting um, but he's he's a good guy I'm um, looking forward to competing with him uh, again this this week soccer football as well too or just soccer Fo- yeah both both you, both you guys both played football and soccer mm-hmm. and then you decided to go the football route why is that um well probably just a reject soccer player <laughs> you know <laughs> like we, I was a better football player yeah that's how it goes sometimes so um yeah I, I would think that the guys from Hawaii, you guys keep in touch because it's not a big, yeah. big group of, of, of yeah, of we players. try to. Um, you know, he's he's got that Aloha spirit. You know, always always kind, always always giving back, and um, he's been great for Hawaii. And uh, you know, I try I try to keep in touch with him as much as I can. Do you have a lot of fans from Hawaii that reach out to you? Yeah, every now and then we're we're a close knit community, uh, real family oriented. So uh, you know, I, I try to get I try to get stay in touch with as much as I can. Um, I know we've asked you this before, and Mark Vandermeer loves to say your full name. He's oh, the yeah. only one that can say it, so I'm going to make you say it. Okay. For me, Here because I want I want to hear you say it. I know we have. I feel like he should say it in a call. <laughs> I don't think he's like worked up to it just yet. Um, it's John Christian Kaiminoi Aloa Mikaikioke Kumupa Fairburn. Okay, and how often do you actually have to use your full name in anything? Very rarely. Yeah. Um, you know, at, now that it's kind of gotten out, I kind of have to say it a little more. <laughs> but That's um, your cool party trick is that yeah, you have to go out and say your name. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. I cannot help myself. All right, Monday night game, primetime. Is it any different being playing in a primetime game? What do you remember of Monday night games growing up? Um, I'm, I mean, it's only game on, so uh, that's exciting. But, you know, it's, it's just routine for me. Um being sharp mentally and going out there and taking care of business. Is there a particular job. game that you remember growing up? Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Well, I, I honestly, I remember kickers. Um, I always, ever since I started kicking, I always try and, you know, watch what they're doing. Um, you know, whenever they get a shot on the sideline, like how they're warming up, um, you know, what's their what's their process to getting ready for a kick. Um, so, you know, I always watch, like, you know, Dan Bailey, uh, Adam Vinatieri, um, you know, Jason Elam, you know, he he went to University of Hawaii. So um, those kind of guys, those are the that's, kickers that, yeah, that's what I kind of pay attention to. I feel like when I was growing up, it was the same kicker for like 30 years. Like know, Phil seems, Dawson, yeah, Adam Vinatieri, like those guys Doesn't were around it? for such a long time. Yeah. And now it seems like almost like a new generation of kickers is coming in. A lot of teams with the younger kickers taking yeah. over. Is it easier now, you think, with the way the rules are with kickoffs and such that? Mm-hmm. Or do you... You know, does it's a, it, it's does it actually a much? good balance of both um, old and new. Um, you know, there's three or four kickers that you know are older than 30, 39. So, um, you know, learning from those guys, they there's is you know there's more um, 
you know, attention to detail, I guess, and, you know, just trying to learn from those guys and you know, start a new generation of kickers. It's pretty cool. It's kind of nice to have your same long snapper in place, though, right, with John oh, yeah. Weeks. I mean, oh, he's phenomenal at what he does. Yeah. Um, it's been great to learn from, you know, him. And uh, we had Shane here the past couple of years. Right. And, you know, all those guys, they – it, it helps a lot. It's 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 hard it's hard to replace. All right. So in in a normal week, I know we've had a couple of strange weeks: the short week and then the long week. Mm-hmm. But uh, now moving for the rest of the season, what what are, do you work on a different skill set every week? Do you sort of work on the same technique every week? I know this last week yeah. we, we we've talked a lot about the the technique and how the ball is right. spun and you know what are some things that you work on and how do you determine what that's going to be week to week? Yeah, it's kind of like a work in progress. Um, throughout the season, you might find something you need to work on uh, that's different from where you were in the beginning of the year. Um, it's kind of like a golf swing. You know, you find one thing that works one week and you're like, okay, that feels good. And then maybe one week it's different. So um, it's constant critiquing, um, you know, always learning. That's what I try and do for every kick. Every kick is not a success or a failure, but rather learning, you know, what what I do right there, what I do wrong there type of deal. I feel like this year you've, you guys have been in so many different situations. I mean, that's normal for the NFL, but in Denver, obviously with the altitude. And mm-hmm. now you've got three straight home games, but then you've got some pretty cold games coming up. Mm-hmm. I know Bill has talked about how the game plan sort of changes with cold weather games. Yeah. Like you want to run the ball more right. and, and, and whatnot. How does it change for kickers? Kicking uh, it's going to be weather? interesting. Um, the, obviously the ball doesn't fly as far. Um, and then, you know, with uh, precipitation, like what what's that going, what's that like? So um, then New York and Philly, it'll be fun seeing what. Uh, you don't seeing, even know. It could be snowing. Exactly. You don't know what to expect. So. Um, just take it day by day, but we're going to focus on this week, and um, we're lucky to be home this week. I, sure. I think you should tell Bill that you need one of those snow-blowing snow machines, have a <laughs> fake snow practice. Yeah. Situational. Oh, man. <laughs> I, that's why I enjoy being in Houston. You don't have to worry about that kind you of You really stuff. don't. Yeah. All right, good stuff. We enjoy you being here. Kaimi, stop by anytime. Kaimi yep. Fairbairn on Texans Appreciate Radio. It. Thanks, Kaimi. Good stuff from Kaimi. I promised him I would never ask him to say his full name again. It's like a party trick, I know, because I've got a name where everyone says, hey, what's your full name? How do you say it? What does it mean? Uh, it's Navdeep Korsidu. Navdeep means new light, so FYI. And then, you know, when you answer it a million times, you get kind of tired of it. But he was such a good sport about it. And it's hard to believe he's been in the league for three years now. It seems like just yesterday he was just arriving, a newbie, and, you know, just really just a pro, as you would expect from a kicker. Even Keel all the time, uh, that aloha spirit, the aloha mentality. Uh, love catching up with him. All right, also love catching up with Jim Wyatt of titansonline.com, covers the team every single day. He's got Mike Vrabel over there. they got Marcus Mariota. It seemed like it could have been Blaine Gabbard earlier in the week. A lot's changed with their injury situation, and we'll get into it right now. Jim Wyatt on the Deep Slam Podcast. Well, we're heading into this Monday night matchup. It's Thanksgiving week. It's sort of crazy on both ends, I would imagine. What's what's the schedule looking like for the Titans this week? Are you guys going to enjoy some turkey on Thursday? Are you working? How's, how, how are you guys handling it there in Nashville? We are going to enjoy some turkey. It'll just be later in the day. You know, the team practices in the early portion of the day. I think it's more of a condensed schedule that day. And, and Mike Vrabel is going to try to get them out of the building where they can enjoy the after, late afternoon and the evening uh, with their families in town. But uh, you know, the, you know the Thanksgiving week and then the Monday night game just kind of messes with an NFL schedule, and you have to do some juggling. Titans will have a, a pretty normal week, other than uh, other than the Thursday, and then maybe a walkthrough on Saturday before traveling down on Sunday. 
Yeah, it kind of helps that it's a Monday night game. You get a, one extra day of practice, an extra day of work. Uh, let's talk about the Titans. A lot's changed since that week two matchup that the two teams have had. Titans are now 5-5, five and five, and it's funny because the AFC South has sort of shifted on its head like an inverted triangle. What it was at the beginning of the year is now the opposite. And I know the Titans have had some big wins. They had that big win against New England and then a big loss against Indianapolis. What are they saying over there? about the sort of uh, inconsistency that they've had in recent weeks. Yeah, and that's the word. I mean, inconsistency. I mean, this team has been good enough to, to beat the Patriots in convincing fashion. I mean, they just didn't just beat them. They blew them out 34-10. to 10. They beat Dallas on a Monday night. It looked like things had kind of turned the corner. And then go to Indianapolis and lose 38-10. to 10. And really just don't look like the same team. And we kind of saw this happen early in the season. The Titans won three straight games after losing in Miami, but then go to Buffalo and lose to them. I guess shut out at home against Baltimore. So uh, that's, that's the problem right now is just trying to figure out uh, and try to navigate the highs and lows and why uh, things have not been smoother on a week to week basis. You know, one thing that is similar to this week two game um, to the week two game against Houston, the Titans go into a week, uh, with questions at the quarterback position last uh, in week two, obviously Blaine Gabbard started for the Titans because Marcus Mariota was injured in week one. And now here we are going into uh, a Monday night game where some question marks around Mariota coming off of an injury uh, against the Colts on Sunday. So we'll have to see how that one kind of plays out through the practice week. Yeah, Marcus Mariota left that game in the first half with a stinger. First of all, is that the same injury? Is that the same nerve as what he injured earlier in the year? And what's going to be the next step for him moving forward? I know they're going to sort of watch him throughout the week to see if he can practice, but how are they sort of handling that situation? Well, I think initially when it happened, I think everyone assumed it was the same injury, especially when uh, you know the press box at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, it was announced as an elbow injury. That's the exact injury he suffered in week one, one that kind of lingered throughout the first half of the season, required him to wear a glove because he was experiencing numbness in his throwing hand. And uh, but, it, but, you know, Mike Vrabel said early in the week it really had nothing to do with, uh, with the nerve on the elbow. Elbow was more to do with a stinger that was a result of him kind of getting hit in the head, shoulder area in uh, the game against the Colts. So they're just going to have to monitor him throughout the course of the week. I've seen so many stingers and seen so many guys suffer this type of injury. And, um, you know, every guy's different. I mean, some guys respond and return quickly. Some guys, uh, it takes them a little while before they can come back. So uh, we'll just kind of have to see how it goes. I mean, one thing Mike Vables has done, and whether it's the quarterback position, whether it's his left tackle, whether it's – you know, a guy in the secondary, I mean, he, he is somewhat careful about returning them. And I think the medical staff obviously is involved as well. But they've been very careful about returning guys to play before they go through a pretty strict regimen and, um, and where they can prove that they're capable. So I think if Marcus is able to practice during the course of this week, uh, they'll have to see how he looks. And if he is able to throw it with accuracy, is he able to have the zip on the ball that's needed? And if he's not, it'll be gathered again. I think the hope is that Marcus will respond well and come back and be able to play. But uh, this may be one that lingers throughout the week. 
Yeah, certainly something to keep your eye on for this week, all of us here in Houston as well. With with Mariota out, Blaine Gabbard is in, and we all saw what that offense looked like with Gabbard in. It was definitely creative, a lot of different plays and formations that we hadn't seen before. What do you expect would be uh, what what that offense is going to look like? I assume a heavy heavy dose of the run game, right, with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis? You would think so, but the run game has not been as effective as you would, uh, as the team would have liked, uh, you know, during the first half of the season, and uh, it's been kind of, uh, you know, hit or miss in some weeks, and uh, that's why I think it's so important to have Mario to healthy because if he's there, then you got a little bit more of a of a threat uh, of him, you know, of him being able to run it and him being able to do some things that maybe Gabbert can't do. And you can maybe run a more full complement of plays if it's Gabbard. Not that he's not capable, but certainly from a from a mobility standpoint, you know, Mariota gives you a little bit more. So if it's Gabbard again, I mean, we, we saw in uh, you know week two that you know Titans you know had to be creative not only on offense but on special teams. That's when they ran a fake punt in that game to kind of give them a spark. They might be looking to do some things like that again, but. Uh, you know, the hope is that they'll have, you know, the full offense back out there. I wanted to ask you about the defensive coordinator, Dean Pease. We were up in Washington watching that game when the news broke that he was admitted to an Indian, Indianapolis hospital, had to leave the game pretty early on. Uh, what's the latest with him, and, and can you sort of give us some background on what happened there? Well, he is back in Nashville, and that's good news. I mean, the tests that were run in Indianapolis, you know, from a neurologist there, cleared him and it looks like uh he's going to be okay you know Mike Vrabel wants him to take it easy during the course this week I expect him to be uh you know coaching through the week and I expect him to be uh you know in Houston on Monday night for that game uh you know this is I think unprecedented for me uh to to hear of a coach he was he's in the booth that's where he coaches from on Sundays and he was experiencing some symptoms that that cause some people including Dean to be a little bit of, you know, alarmed and uh and got him to the point where he needed medical attention he left the press box in a wheelchair he went to the hospital he stayed overnight in that in Annapolis and again the tests were uh, they got positive results from the test and that they felt like he was in in good enough condition to come home and you know, I think he's going to work in, in Brable's words, banker's hours this week. You know, maybe get there at nine, work to five. That's certainly against what coaches do. And I think Dean will fight him on that. Dean loves to coach. He loves being around the team. Uh, he loves, you know, the players. You know, it's one of the reasons why retirement didn't sit well with him during the first two weeks of January and, and why he got back in it. So I expect Dean to try to do as much as they'll let him. And, um, and if he's able to, to – feel well and not feel like uh and the coaches don't feel like he's overexerting himself maybe it returns to closer to a normal week that's certainly reminiscent of 2013 when gary kubiak suffered his his mini stroke at halftime against the colts and it was very hard to see him go down like that but they they kept him out of the building for a while and then he sort of worked his way back now when when Pease went out of the game it was brable calling the defensive plays right and do you think he's going to be calling the defense here on monday night whether or not Pease returns I would expect, and again, it's it's somewhat early in the week uh, to have a great gauge on it, but I, I kind of suspect that it'll be peace. Uh, and, you know, maybe I have a different feeling as we get closer to Monday. Uh, I think Dean wants to do it, and I think 
physically if he's able to and they feel like he's good enough from a health standpoint, I think he'll do it. Uh, Mike Vrabel obviously will be in a position where he can do it. And Mike's very involved during the course of the week. I mean, he, he, he pokes his head in on all these meeting rooms, especially the defensive meeting room. And I think he'll do that even more this week. But I would expect it to be Dean, but uh, maybe if, if things don't progress like uh, everyone hopes they will during the course of the week, maybe my mind changes on that closer kickoff. With the Titans where they are at 5-5, five and five, they're now third well, tied for second, I guess you could say, in the division. What's the attitude there about how the season has sort of developed and, and what's the attitude moving forward to sort of get things back on track for them? Well, I think there's a sense of frustration because, you know, this team is, you know, as we talked about earlier, has been good enough to, to win in pretty convincing fashion some Sundays. I mean, what they did to the Patriots, I think, surprised everyone across the league, not just as the Titans won, but they just dominated that game. And then, you know, the week before that, to win in Monday night in Dallas, and Dallas has kind of gotten on a little bit of a roll since then. Uh, I think everybody felt like, especially coming off the bye, that, okay, things are going the right direction, and this team has kind of turned the corner. And now to have what happened on Sunday where you lose – you know, in convincing fashion. I mean, it was 38-3 to at one point. The Titans were never in the game. They couldn't really do anything right. It's hard for me to find a positive out of that game. So to go from being on a little bit of a roll to all of a sudden being stuck in neutral, uh, if not going backward, I mean, it's just hard to, um, it's hard to understand. And I think, you know, Mike Vrabel has tried to stress this week that, hey, yes, it was a loss, but it just counts as one. It counts the same as a one-point loss in Buffalo. It counts the same as the one-point loss to the Chargers in London. But it just felt different leaving Indianapolis. And I think the challenge this week is to is to say, hey, you know, we've got six games left. We've got a game against a team that went, that's leading the division. You know, we've still got a ton to play for. And, uh and I think I think guys will respond to that and will be ready to go. You know, if if you look around the AFC, you know, there's a bunch of teams bunched up at five and five, and the Titans are one of those teams now. Uh, you know, the goal is obviously to win the division, uh, but you still, I think, have to think there's a realistic expectation to. Uh, stay in the playoff hunt into December as long as this team can start playing well. But that's the thing. It's got to start playing well again. It can't have any more clunkers like what happened in Indianapolis. Certainly only two-game difference between the Titans and the Texans. And you never know. You could see another AFC South team sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Jim, I know we talked about Mariota and Pease, but what are the other big storylines that you're watching this week? I think the defense, I mean, the defense has been, it's been so good until – uh, until Sunday, ranked number one in the league in scoring defense, and then now it has slipped to number two after giving up 38 points. I think the defense has got to figure out a way to get back on track. Obviously, playing the Texans and the, the Titans have got to protect the quarterback better. Mariota's been sacked way too many times this year. He was sacked four times in the first half in Indianapolis, a Texans team that that gets after quarterback and is healthier than it was in week. Two, I mean, that, that's a big challenge. And, and I've been down there in Houston so many times and seen uh, that team create havoc. And uh, if the Titans don't protect the quarterback, I don't care whether it's Mariota or it's going to be Gabbert or Gabbert, it's going to be a long day. And uh, so I think, I think protection is key. 
playing defense like it did before Sunday uh, is key. And, uh, and and at some point, this team's running game, the hope is it will take off and, and be more of a complementary part in this offense. It just hasn't happened yet. So so Titans are going to need some things to improve uh, to, to have a chance to win this game on Monday night. All right, good stuff. Jim Wyatt, senior writer for Titans Online. Jim, thanks as always, and we'll see you here Monday night. Okay, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, a big matchup coming up here on Monday night against Tennessee. If the Texans can win that one, then, well, they've got one up on all of their division rivals. They'll be one-and-one against Tennessee, and they hope to make it undefeated against uh, the Colts and the Jaguars as they head into that final month of the season. They'll get to... They'll get to host all of their AFC South rivals in December. Usually we're on the road, it seems like, against Indianapolis in Indianapolis in December or in Jacksonville or in Nashville. So it's kind of nice to end the season at home against the AFC South, especially with the way things are going with the Texans right now. Hope they can keep this winning streak going. Seven in a row is pretty historic, but eight in a row, it'd be the first time in NFL history that a team went 0-3 and then won 8 in a row if they can do that on Monday night. So the world will be watching. We'll be watching. And I want to thank you all for listening. If you can, leave a review on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. Let me know what you think. And check out HoustonTexans.com for all your latest and greatest news, videos, highlights, and more. We'll be on the game, on the pre on the pregame, on the field uh, on Monday. That's Texans Unlimited presented by Verizon. You can check it out on Facebook. John Harris and I will answer fan questions. Be sure to have your questions rolling in. Also, we give shout-outs, too, towards the end of the show. So if you're at home, you can't make it to the game. Even if you are coming to the game, it's always fun to sort of see what's going on on the field. Players warming up, what the top news of the day is. So be sure to check that out. We do that every single week, home or away. Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon on Facebook and on social media. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening to the Deep Slant Podcast. As always, go Texans.